This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send, and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it for free for 30 days and get a free 10-pound scale when you visit pb.com slash TMS. That's pb.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, the Mitt Puppets. Is that a red light on top of that thing? Can I have the dude? Oh my God, check out that red on-air light on top of that briefcase. Dipping your sack to make something wonderful. On-air, can you believe that? There's an on-air light on top of this thing. A quandary of ethical proportions. Oh my God, the on-air light lights up. Chin-to-neck definition. On-air, oh wow, there's an on-air light. (laughs) I think you were supposed to do the Bill one. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Where is that? I right just there. kept going. Making red lights on things with Bill. Red lights, <laughs> red light jury and more on this red light episode of the morning red light stream. I'm going to ask some questions of our crowd here. Uh, sir, tell me, uh, do you believe in ghosts? No, but I know who to call if there are. Is that right? Yeah. And, and who would that be? Ghostbusters. Oh, very funny. I think his name was Batman. The morning stream. This is The Morning Stream with Scott Johnson and Brian Ibbett. The sensation of Europe, now made in America by Samsonite. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. This is TMS for Tuesday, October 22nd. The year is 2019. I'm Scott Johnson. He's Brian Ibbett. Hi. Good morning. Hello, Scott. Hi. You know, the fact that the uh, the interviewer there did not see the answer coming, Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. it's it's all on him. Yeah. It's not on the guy he was interviewing. Yep, I blame it's 100% him. 100% on the guy doing the interview. The only, oh, the, oh, the, the, only the only room I'll give that guy, I'll give him a little bit of wiggle room because this that video was taken in 1985, a year after the first Ghostbusters, and so it's possible that dude just too old to get it. In 1985. I don't know. I mean, even if you didn't see the movie, the song was everywhere. Mm. Right? Like, it was. There was no escaping the question, if you if there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? That's true. Yeah. And uh, Ray Parker uh, Jr. So was all over the radio. Going to call Huey Lewis and uh, <laughs> give him some of those profits. I need a new movie. Yeah, he he just the the guy walked right into that. And it was one of those uh, things where it's like he, our our guy who says it's too early for a fish sandwich. It's the same kind of reporter. He's out on the early morning road, you know, out on the street interview. Yeah, and uh, well, he got a he got an earful there. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you know, uh, that's what happens. What are you gonna do? It's good to have you all here. Thank you for joining us for another episode. It's Tuesday, so we got Bill and Jerry and all that. We're gonna mm-hmm. talk to Jerry about. The secret Mitt Romney Twitter account. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, that's fun. Because that's the only time we talk about politics on the show. So Mitt's, Mitt's meat puppet. Yep. Or sock puppet. Sock I guess pu- it's a oh, sock puppet. I hope it's a, a sock puppet, not a meat puppet. Not a meat puppet. He, uh, he, that's a band. He, <laughs> oh, yeah, they were a band, weren't they? The yeah, meat puppets. the meat puppets. Yeah. Oh, they were great, weren't they? Or they, were they were. Were they? I think they were. They were know. totally great. All right. Well, I enjoyed them. I think. What's the, give me a song, quick. Hum me a tune here. Uh, uh, backwater. When the backwater circles, there is something that will never change. That's it. And it may seem rearranged. 
Backwater circles and never change. Yeah. That's a good song. <laughs> they were great. Chris and Chris and Kurt Kirkwood. <laughs> There's the name. Oh, look at names. you. How do you remember these names? You're just you're that so... I had to look up. <laughs> oh, okay. While I was while I was doing the song, I was pulling up meat puppets. It's like yeah, Chris Chris Kirkwood and Kurt Kirkwood, the brothers, uh, a friend of the band. All right, here's a flash quiz. Who is the lead singer of the Crash Test Dummies? That is Brad. Uh, Brad, hold on, hold on, hold on, Brad. <laughs> you had to do a little song that'll help you with it. Shit. Brad. <laughs> God, all I can think of is Brad Garrett, and I know it's not Brad Garrett. What is it? It's Brad something. Brad. Here, I'll pull it up. Roberts. Brad Roberts. Brad Roberts. Robert Bradley. Just kidding. Yes. Brad Roberts. Brad Roberts. The Crash, the crash Test Dude. Yeah. He, he released a solo album where he does a bunch of covers and does uh, a lot of those songs that, um, that they... They were big for Crash Test Dummies. I like that guy. Yeah, I, like I like that like guy's voice. And you know what? You hear him talking in between songs, mm-hmm. and he actually sounds like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that is his voice. Unlike, you know, you hear Dave Matthews talking, doesn't go, Oh, yeah, well, I'm planning on going in, in, on concert, going to tour, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to, you know, get on the tour bus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brad Roberts sounds just like he does what he sings. There's no... No fake, <laughs> fake singing. There. So even in his, in his solo stuff, did he sound like that? The same. Yeah. Oh thing? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Looking at a picture of yeah. him here, a guy has some sideburns. He does. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. I mean, he looks. He's he's guy who looks like he sounds like you. You you know you see uh you hear his voice and you see a lineup of guys is like oh yeah that's that's mm-hmm. the guy that's the guy. Wow. <laughs> Making that uh, Two, bullfroggy sound there. Five, six, seven, eight, nine solo albums. Jeez. Oh, oh no, no, really? no, I'm sorry. Jeez, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. only aware of. I'm wrong. That's Crash Test Dummy albums. He has oh, one solo okay. album. Sorry. Got that mixed yeah, it's up. It's called Crash Test Dude, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm the dummy, it's called. Yes. <laughs> now, that one's called Rajanka Mantra. Uh-oh. Oh, then he's got two solo albums because Crash Test Dude. What's it? Well, that's a live album, so I don't know if maybe they don't care. Oh, there it is. Live album Crash on. Test Dude. You're right. And then he collaborated with Rob Morsberger on Midnight Garden. Good old Rob's Morberg, Mar- Rob Morsberger. <laughs> Household name, yep. Rob's, Rob, whatever the hell it is. It just <laughs> rolls off your tongue. Just an easy name. You can't even say it once. How do I know this dude? His name is, oh, worked Rob. with like um, uh, Patty Sm- Smith and people like that. How do I know this person? Which, well, did you work with Patty Smith or Patty Smythe? How do you spell Smythe? S-M-Y-T-H-E? Yeah, Smith, Patty then. Smith is, okay, S-M-I-T-H. Here it is. Uh, they did. <laughs> he worked on the Grammy Award-winning Boardwalk Empire soundtrack. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's good stuff. Yeah. Let's uh, dive into a show. i got a lot to talk about. Um, okay. All right. A lot to cover. A lot to get through today. Let me ask if what I'm about to do is ethical or not. Okay. Right. Um, or, or at all a problem. It probably isn't, but I think it's worth bringing up. I love this. I love the ethical uh, uh, quandary. Is yeah. this a quandary? It's a quandary of ethical proportions. Okay. Ooh, love it. Love it. Here's your, here's your quandary. So this Halloween, normally we yep. give we give out the candy and the candy bars, right? Sure, sure. You're going to give out pamphlets this year. Well, no. We're still going to give full-size out the candy. Full-size pamphlets. <laughs> full-size pamphlets. Everyone will come rushing Not to Not mini house. pamphlets. Right. <laughs> Fun-size. Big, big three-panel foldables. Oh, it's going to be Right, nice. yes. Excellent. 
Uh, no, here's what I'm going to do, and I can't show this on camera, but down here next to my desk, I have a giant bin full of pop toys because mm. pop toys are dumb. <laughs> now, I'm keeping a couple of them because fans sent them to me. I've got a Mad Max sure. one. I've got some some really kind of unique, hard-to-get ones that fans sent, and I, and I, I see those as more important than just being pop toys. So those are mm -hmm. staying. But all the other ones that I may have gotten because, oh, they're on sale three for a dollar or whatever bull crap mm -hmm. we got them for. I'm giving, I think I'm going to give for every kid until I run out that comes to the door, you're getting candy and a pop toy in your bag. Oh, you're giving them both. Yeah. Wow. Candy and a pop toy. So, now, these are these are not mint in box, though, right? These have been taken out, so they've uh, lost some of their value, Scott. Yeah, some of, these, some of that pop toy value. There's probably yeah. five. Four or five of the 25 or 30 that are in box still, but I'll probably take those out because it'd be easier to put in a kid's mm -hmm. bag. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. or, or maybe they'd prefer it in the box. I don't I don't know how that actually would work. But if you were a little kid and you were getting a, I don't know, Spider-Man, and he was in the box or out of the box, which would you prefer, out or in? If I, um, well, if it was a Spider-Man, I'd totally take it out of the box. I mean, you know, right. that's me. So maybe actually, I'll just... Yeah, I'd probably take any of them out of the box. Okay, well, like... I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do that because they don't need that extra bulk in their candy bag, right? Right, exactly. And the toys themselves are, you know, like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do. Someone well, sent cool. me the full Futurama set. I'm keeping that one because that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And someone sent me the big uh, Baymax robot form oh, yeah. Baymax. I'm keeping that. And that's and that's one that doesn't look like it's it's differently shaped than the regular pop toys, right? It right. doesn't have the the ginormous head with the soulless eyes that right. look like the eyes on every other pop toy. Exactly. And the head is in proportion with the body instead of a giant head and a tiny body. Like it's, it looks like an actual, not, not, how do I put this? It's not like a perfect replica of Baymax, but it's pretty close. Right. It's pretty close. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. It's like a, uh, I don't know. It's the hello kitty eyesing of, uh, uh, of pop culture. Yep. And I'm keeping basically I'm keeping him. Got to keep the stormtrooper, sure. Yeah, bobblehead scout trooper, he's staying. And is that even a Funko Pop though? Yeah, it is. It's but it's it the okay. it's that line of um they did see Funko blah, 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 the Wacky Lucas Wobblers. The the Lucasfilm edition all had platforms. I, I don't know if this is true of all of them now, but at least the initial batch were all on platforms and bobbly headed. Oh, really? Which okay. I don't really even like the bobblehead that annoys me. Dashboard. <laughs> like, I'm looking around. I don't have. Uh, oh, I do have a couple. I have some Funko Pops up there, but that's. I got the. Um, I got a really good deal on the uh, Marvel Funko Advent Calendar, mm -hmm. and so uh, I grabbed that and I said, "Well, screw it. I'm not opening the. I'm not waiting till December first, and I'm also not opening these one day at a time. I'm ripping open the entire box and putting them up on the uh, on the wall there." I like doing uh, so, that with my stuff. I don't yeah. like keeping anything in the box. It sucks. No, exactly. It's for losers. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, that one's got a cool Spider-Man in it, and, you know, it's got yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxy. Although they omitted Drax. They've got Star-Lord, Rocket, Gamora, no Drax. Um, and Groot, but no Drax. Like, Drax, you know, gets the shaft. They can't They can't uh, afford that ba that Dave Batista money. <laughs> Sorry. They Too much to money. <laughs> But I got like, see, Blizzard sent me a little Reaper guy. He's cool because oh, his yeah. eyes are normal. Yeah, exactly. That's that would be a keeper right there. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm being smart about which ones I'm hanging on to, and then the rest we're gonna give to kids, 
for that's Halloween. I think they're going to love that. Are you going to are you going to give them the choice? Like, are you going to say, "Would you like who who on who in here would you like?" You know, and like give them a choice of which Funko Pop they want. I or probably they gonna... probably should. And I've got you enough should. of a mix that there's enough for you know boys and girls alike. Lots of interests. Um, I even have I have a, a kind of a redundant set of. Everybody from Big Lebowski. No kid's going to really care about that. So. <laughs> Can I have the dude? <laughs> Can I have Please Don- let me have Walter Subcheck. I want to have Donnie. I'm missing. I want Walter and Donnie so I can pretend he's yelling at Donnie. <laughs> Donnie, you're, you're out of your element. You yeah. don't know what you're talking about. Shut up, Donnie. Shut up. Ah. Shut up. Effing shut up, Donnie. And then you could say, uh, uh, I'm going to pretend he has a heart attack near the end of the film and then we're gonna throw his ashes into the dude's face they peed on my rug dude they peed on my rug it really held the room together so yeah we'll see i'll probably uh i don't know those maybe the parents i'll give that to a dad here and there or something i don't know brad can watch but he's got to pay a thousand dollars oh my gosh that's good so all right uh, there's that. That's the thing I'm going to do. That's uh, cool. That's very cool. You're going to have to let us know how it goes. Yeah, because I'm curious if some kids are just going to go and just like turn away after the candy and, you know, because it yeah. is a little weird to get a toy. You're giving them a, a nicer projectile uh, than eggs. Yeah, you know, exactly. It may break a window, but it's not going to damage the siding. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's true. That's because it's made out of the same material as the siding. Vinyl. Right. That's um, right. Exactly. All right. I'm going to play a phone call we got because cool. I'm getting taken to task here. So I feel Ooh, like, all right. Cool. I feel like we've talked about this in kind of a small way before, but we're going to let yeah. him have his way. So you'll know this voice. It's someone who may <laughs> have uh, participated in ANTP season one, perhaps. Oh, okay. Here you go. Hi, this is Rishi B. from Ann Arbor, Michigan, calling because, uh, Scott, I have to take umbrage with something that you said. Uh, in a recent episode, you guys were talking about your favorite beverages. And Scott, you said your favorite beverage is a nice chai tea. Well, uh, being an Indian guy, I have to take Professor Umbridge with that because chai tea is a figment of white Americans' imaginations. <laughs> chai is a combination of cardamom, ginger, all brought together with milk to make something wonderful. Tea is when you take your sack and dip it in something wet to make something wonderful. Chai tea is just what white people call uh, call something to feel worldly and cultured. Chai is what you really want. Chai tea is just this, uh, a lot of times it's made with um, some kind of syrup or some kind of um, artificial ingredients brought together to be put into something to make something taste like chai. So what you really want is chai. That's your favorite drink, okay? I, I'm sorry to be so aggressive, but, uh, uh, you know, we're calling Native Americans Indians because of the whole Christopher Columbus thing. Let's not make chai tea a thing as well. Let's be part of the revolution of calling something accurate for once. It's chai. Not chai tea. Okay, thank you. Okay, for the record, I never played giant long calls. I made yeah. an exception here because it was really funny. Yeah. And so, and second of all, I think that Rishi B should have a podcast where he 
where he uh, breaks down cultural inaccuracies and appropriation in this fashion, in this fashion, in this manner. I like that. I like that idea a lot. Yes, yeah. I, I think he's good at it. Lot. It's like literally a skill he has. That's a, and I can listen to that uh, while I go to the ATM machine and uh, enter in my PIN number uh, <laughs> to uh, to withdraw my cash. <laughs> Does it? Do you think it's funny that the ATM machine and the PIN number? Are so closely related as well as being wrong the way they are. Isn't yeah, that I know it is funny, right? Because yeah. it's you know it's two things that that we use together that we do that same thing where we uh, uh, where some people, not us, so, not but us, some no, people, we're not the problem. Would, would would use the last initial of it and and spell out the word as well. Yeah, I love that. Anyway, uh, I guess you wouldn't say I'm a, let me uh, let me go to the AT machine and I'll enter in my PI number yep. to get some cash. Hold on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That was great, though, Rishi B. Thank you for the uh, correction. And you're right. You're, all of that checks out, everything he said. Yeah. Just, uh, Except, you know, that. Sorry. I think, Rishi, I think you might have gotten the wrong morning stream. I think this call was meant for uh, Todd and Aaron. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll go ahead and get this forwarded over to them. Yeah. We'll get this right to him. We're close friends with those guys. We're really. Uh, <laughs> we one of these days. One of these days, we've got to have them on the show. Or or do, you know, get them at, at, a, at a meetup event or something. Yeah, that could that happen. That would be a hoot. All that right, uh, Brian, you got your Star Wars yeah. tickets. How'd that go? Dude, last night. So we were having a, a very emotional uh, AT and uh, America's Next Top Podcaster recording last uh, night. It was a very, it was a very, very uh, difficult one for us to get through. Yeah, I dreaded, <laughs> I dreaded that one. I hated it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, Star Wars. Uh, nothing can stop the Disney machine. So Star Wars tickets went on sale during our recording of it, and um, many of us quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? The, the host of ANTP procured his tickets. Did you? Did you notice? Like, no. were you? Did I? No, you killed it. You didn't. I had no idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I'm impressed. Perf- always professional, Scott. Yeah, always. Uh, I'm, I'm shopping right now for uh, brand new shoes at Payless uh, Shoe Source. Um, so, uh, so I got, I, you know, hit the uh, the AMC Theaters app, opened it up, said, "All right, give me this date and this this time," and it said, "Great, you are number three, you know, two hundred and something in line, or." I can't remember the number that it gave me. Uh, your expected wait time is 11 minutes. I'm like, ah, all right, cool. Well, I'll just keep that up. Mm. And then there was something about uh, uh, make sure your card is entered or something like that. And so I hit that button, and it went out of the app <clears throat> and took me to the website. Uh-oh. I'm thinking, well, crap, I don't want to do that. I'm going to lose my place in line. But you know how on the iPhone in the top left corner, mm-hmm. It uh, it says the last app you were in, so you can just jump right back to that the last app you were using. Yeah, and uh, I tapped that, and it went back, and then it immediately jumped into the theater, and no seats were taken. What? Like it was a completely empty. And this is the big. This is like the one. This is the one you want to go see Star Wars in, right? Yeah. So like, I'm kind of like, well, will this work? And I tapped on the very two center seats. And they both turned red, like they're like now they're mine, like I've claimed them. Yeah. And I said, continue to purchase. And it said, oh, there was an error con- uh, with your purchase. And I clicked OK. And I said, continue to purchase. It said, there was an error with your purchase. And I said, OK. And I said, continue to purchase. And the third time, it gave me the little spinny dial for a second yeah. and then said, your purchase was successful. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to believe it until I get a confirmation 
Like I get a confirmation number, I get an email, yeah. got all that stuff. You're good almost then. immediately. So I think I've got I think I've got Star Wars tickets for That's opening awesome. night, six p.m. Thursday night. Nicely done. Mine is a little bit different. I, I was able to relax because uh, <laughs> Carter. Because you don't want to go to opening night. No, I don't mind opening night. Oh. But uh, Carter, oh. we were planning on it. But Carter's oh. uh, work there at the university. They're renting a movie theater and have invited us to oh. go. So we're going to go to that. Yeah. Oh, that's way better. Very excited about that. So that's a lot of win. Thursday okay. afternoon, maybe even it is earlier that day. I, nice. I can't remember. So nice. we're gonna see. Oh sure, it. sure. Yeah. Rebidine, you're gonna see before me, me. Well, in some ways you're lucky though, because you're gonna have the crowd effect that's a little I mean, this is gonna be a pretty nerdy crowd, but they all know it each is. other, so it's not quite yeah. the same as like a big random grouping of people who don't know each other. I don't know. There's goods and bads to both those sides, but I think there's gonna be yeah, I mean I'm expecting that um in both cases, we're going to have a significant amount of the theater that's going to be dressed up for the very last Skywalker Star Wars film. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they got to be, right? There's going to be uh, light sabers and uh, that's right. Jedis. Unless, yeah. unless something happens with the Mandalorian to just completely kill everybody's <laughs> love of Star Wars. <laughs> well, I hope it enhances it. That thing looks rad. I hope it it's good. Rad, yeah. Boy, you know what? That is a thing, though, right? Like, what if one of these projects is just such a stinker? Mm-hmm. That it just kind of be. I mean, it's only one that we've got between now and then is you know Mandalorian, and, and there's there's nothing that gives me the impression that there's that the Mandalorian is at all has the potential of failing, uh, has the potential of of ruining the the franchise or making people, you know, upsetting mm-hmm. people uh, about the whole Star Wars world. I think it's going to be. Do we know if do we know if the um um the thing comes out all at once like you can just binge the mandalorian or are we gonna have to go episode to episode do we know that about Disney we don't Plus? know but i'm guessing it's gonna be week by week okay. i'm guessing they're gonna do they're not gonna do the netflix model hmm i don't know if they've said chat room this is your job now in the next however many minutes you guys go out and see if you can see if they made any <laughs> comment like that because i'm curious yeah, i'm curious says, about it Sidian says week to week necrosex says the schedule is up oh, oh the schedule is up well if schedule is up then schedule means they're doing it week to week all right there you go. All the Disney Plus stuff is week to week, it says. So you won't even be done with The Mandalorian by the time. Oh, no. No, but we'll out. have our first couple episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm into it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. I'm very excited. When I found out we were getting, I mean, it was actually kind of a huge sigh of relief because I'm notoriously bad about getting tickets when everyone's rushing to do a mm-hmm. thing, and I yeah. hate doing it. And so when we heard we had the theater going, I just went, oh. Thank the Lord on high. <laughs> yeah. When, uh, so I got my two tickets. Our plan was that we, um, in, in almost all cases like this, we buy four. Yeah. And we, we know Tina and I are going, but then we have these other two that it's like, all right, it'll either be my Uncle George and, and Barb. Um, it'll, if not them, then maybe Tristan and Kay. If not them, then, you know, we've got a, we've got a, a long list of people that it's like, all right, can you make it? Nope. Okay. We go to the next person. And they all come in twos, which is nice, right? They all come in twos, yeah. and if not, we can find a, we can find another single fairly easily. <laughs> but uh, so immediately after my tickets came through and I had my confirmation, I did a little screenshot of it and I texted it to Tina. I said, "Okay, log in with your A list app and get as close to this as possible." Mm-hmm. She replied back. This was this was like, you know, the minute I received the confirmation, yeah. sent her the text. I heard back from her a minute later. It's completely sold out. Oh. <laughs> How so, did you do that? My nice catch. I don't dude. know, man. It was. Uh, you got I'm, I'm, lucky. There's a little part of me that's worried that it was too easy, but it feels like I completely backdoored the system. It does feel that way. 
Like I, even yeah. now, I'm like, oh crap! Is Brian going to get an email saying, "I'm sorry, there was an error. You did not get tickets that night," or something like that? I know. Well, you know what? I'm going to say, uh, I have a confirmation number. Uh, what are you going to do for me? Yeah, they have to hook you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll go full dick if you have to. Exactly. Maybe yeah. I'll go to Regal's, uh, buy three movies a week for. <laughs> yeah. Someone in the chat room earlier said, I don't want to pre order anything because I can just walk down to my theater and see it. There are cases like that. Depending on what part of the yeah. country you're in, I'm sure you can probably just go. Yeah. You know, it's not that big a deal. But, you know, we want to make a big deal out of it. The end of the, Sky- the Skywalker saga, this is it. This is like the last of those. I mean,. I say the last, but who knows? Like yeah, Lucas I mean, once said, the how last. How many times of have the Eagles had their final tour? <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that it'll, it'll be a while. It'll, you know what to compare it to? It'll take about as long for the Skywalker thing to come back as it will for the Cleveland Browns to win a football game. There's your comparison. <laughs> so, wow. Well, I should say win a championship. They win games occasionally, but. The next time, that's what I'll, that's my prediction. Before there's another Skywalker trilogy, mm-hmm. the Browns will win the, the, at least the, what are the NFC? AFC. They'll win the AFC. The playoffs? Yeah. yeah okay. At the very least, the playoffs. You're saying the Super you'll still make it to the Super Bowl, but not necessarily win the Super Bowl. I'll, yes, correct. Okay. Uh, more like the Redskins winning a game, says Alex. Yeah, that's a good point. Redskins are pretty bad. When's the last time you heard about the Redskins having a good game? It's been yeah, a long season. Long, it's a rebuilding season this year, Scott. Yeah, it's a rebuilding it's a decade. Rebuilding, yeah. rebuilding 20 years is what they've got right. going. The, right. The next time the New England Patriots don't make it to the uh, the playoffs. Yeah. Well, it's like the Jazz. We're always in perpetual rebuild mode ever since mm-hmm. 1996. So right. it's like I'm getting tired <laughs> of hearing it, honestly. Every year they're like, okay, this could be the year. I'm like, no, you guys are just saying that now. I don't believe any of you. We're just going to be right. bad. What? Scott, Manak Lenishia says, didn't think Scott even knew that the Browns were a team. What? what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I enjoy football. People don't think I yeah. like sports. I, I enjoy sports. Sports is fun. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge, I'm not like a rabid fan. But I, I won't say if I'm, uh, you know, if I'm hanging out here alone and the football game's on, I might have it on on another TV while I'm playing World of Warcraft or doing something else. Yeah. That's what MMOs but if are it's made a social for. situation, I'll mm-hmm. totally sit down and watch the game with people because I like the social. I like the social aspect of watching the game. Same, together. same. I think football's mm-hmm. fun to watch in general, and I always like to tell people around me. Like I was, there's a lot of people in my household because we don't really push sports. They don't know the rules yeah. really. Carter doesn't understand first down, fourth down. How does it work? Conversion. Sure. Like mm-hmm. you know, the extra points, the freaking turnovers. He doesn't get it. He doesn't know any mm-hmm. of that stuff. So, you know, it's a good time to educate. Oh, yeah. You get to kind of play the the dad. Yeah. So right there, that guy right there is the quarterback. Uh-huh. And it's his job to step back into what they call the pocket and be protected <laughs> by his. his <laughs> now, he might throw a Hail Mary. Now, that comes from an old <laughs> saying. Maybe that's maybe that's what we do is uh, we do a commentary on a, uh, a football game. While yeah. we wait for that big Overwatch, or uh, oh yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> the next comment, the next Overwatch comment. I would thing. probably see that. See, I would have one similar problem. I never pay attention to players' names. I forget all their yeah. names. Yeah. So I would be like, ah, oh, Jim Bob, there got the ball. Did you see that? Like I wouldn't be able to remember <laughs> anyone's name. So right. that would be interesting. We really need to do that Overwatch thing. Yeah, that was such a blast. It was so fun. Somebody out there just organize it so we don't have to do any work. Well, let's just plan on doing another Overpants tournament. Uh, well, we could totally do that. Except HyperX would love to have us back. I think they were surprised at how 
They were surprised how, how that went, I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you guys drank a lot and ate a lot. I think that helped mm -hmm. them. Because <laughs> that's where... <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially, uh, uh, oh my God, why am I blanking on his name? Um, uh, Peter, Peter. Down there on the floor, huh? Peter, was it? No, not Peter. Not Peter. What was his name? Oh my God, why am I, how, how am I forgetting his name? He was sitting there in the middle of the floor, kind of looking around, holding up his big gulp full of oh. alcohol. Oh, um, Petey, uh, not Petey. Petey. Petey Rave, yeah. Petey Rave. Yeah, we called him Petey. Peter, yeah, Petey. Yes. Yeah, Peter. Peter. Okay, it is Peter. Peter Ray. Freaking Petey, dude. <laughs> good, yeah. <laughs> he looked like an 80s freaking frat kid from like Revenge he of the did. Nerds. He totally did, yeah. Nerds! <laughs> yeah. I like that guy a lot. Oh, Petey's so cool. much fun. Anyway, uh, well, there's your, there's your lineup. That's yeah. What's going on? We should probably dive into the additional portions of the show now. So everybody, hold on to your butts. We're going to do the news. If I can find the... Oh, I didn't do it again. Oh. I, oh, I was going to do this last night, and I totally... Okay, you oh. know what? We're going to do it in real time. News. All right. Hold on. All right. Hold on to your butts. Oh, all right. I like this. I've been reading a lot of newspapers printed in Washington, D.C. Okay, we're going to use that one today. So hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so here goes. Here's the news theme for this week. Ready? Go. Sound to me, you've been reading a lot of newspapers printed in Washington, D.C. And it's the news brought to you by. Brought to you by America's Next Top Podcaster. So yesterday, we had the celebrity interview judging and elimination episode went up on the feed. Uh, and something happened on that uh, episode that has not happened in two seasons of America's Next Top Podcaster history. I can't tell you what it is, but I can tell you that today on the feed, you're going to get to hear a one-on-one -on -one interview with Alex and Jenny as she talks about her experience on America's Next Top Podcaster. Go check it out. It's going up on the feed later today. It's uh, americasnexttoppodcaster.com. Jenny Josephson? Jenny Josephson. Did I, I, I just said Jenny, didn't I? Yeah, you just said Jenny. Jenny. Josephson of She's great. Infinite Game Studios. We we are we are all huge fans of Jenny. We are. She's great. Yeah. She's she's uh she went all school uh, teacher yesterday, the the little Ooh, she did. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Her and jury man. Yeah. Boy, it was it felt pretty good to be the nice ones for a change. It did. <laughs> it did. I mean, I didn't have a lot of great things to say about one of the things, but um right. boy, those guys. But went they came deep. out listen. We're halfway through the season. It's time for you guys to start bringing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was hardcore. It's a little hardcore. You guys should catch up on that. It's uh, This is an intense year or season. I keep saying year. It really hasn't even been a year since the last one ended. But season. It's seasonal. It's seasonal. Yes. All right. Well, here is uh, your news for the morning. Get your day started. Uh, the military has phased out the use of floppy disks to coordinate nuclear attacks. Did you know that nuclear out what kind of what kind of attack, Scott? Nu what kind? Nuclear attacks. What, what, did I say <laughs> I did care. I say nuclear? I don't you said nuclear, but I don't care. I'm oh, did I really? Nuclear. I didn't mean to. Yeah. So here's a, this, I actually didn't, have a trick for this. I didn't mean to, Mr. Frodo. Here's didn't the here's to. the trick for this. Whenever you uh are if you're te if you're tempted or you're or you're or you're naturally inclined to say nuke nuclear or whatever or how do you say it? <laughs> I mean, nuclear? No, the wrong way. How do you say it the wrong yeah. way? Nucle nuclear is the wrong way. Nu nuclear. Nuclear, right. So if you're yeah. saying nuclear and, you, and you're like, oh, I can't remember to get it right, here's how you remember. You look at the word, N-U-C-L-E-A-R, 
you go new clear you just mm-hmm. pronounce it nuclear sure sure okay. nailed it nuclear See? so anyway uh so um so tell me this uh a real estate agent yeah what's the shortened form of a real estate agent Oh, oh, uh, 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 we around here we say realtor or realtor. That's the correct way of saying because it it's realtor. Yeah, realtor. A lot of people will say realtor. Yeah, make real- sure you call the realtor yeah. and uh, you know get them to open up the house. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, it's they don't sell real estate. Yeah, they sell real estate. Yeah, so it's, it's realtor. a realtor. Yeah, realtor. Tur yes. or tor. I'll allow tor or tur. That's fine, but <laughs> uh, you cannot say realtor. That's wrong. Don't do that. Right, exactly. Uh, anyway, the military announced Thursday it has retired the eight-inch floppy disks that were used to receive a presidential order to fire nuclear missiles. That was a thing we I were did still not doing. Realized that was a thing that was still in practice. It, wow! That I find that horrifying <laughs> and awful. That that's what's the deal. That's what are we doing? Really, mm-hmm. eight-inch floppies? My gosh! Hey, by the way, guys, perfect time to change it. Yeah, we've decided to switch over to zip disks. Yeah, we're going to zip (laughs) and then jazz drives because those things can hold a hundred (laughs) megabytes. They were so cool in the day, though. They were so cool. And then they they totally were. That company bums me out. So Iomega, they're in they're in Rio. They're in Rio. They're in Roy, Utah. This little town called Roy, Utah. That's where they were founded. And they uh, exploded. They were the biggest thing. In computer storage mm-hmm. and peripherals really at the time. And they were just so huge. And then as everything else started to come up, other innovations happened like, you know, solid state memory and uh, USB sticks and just just the, the, the change happened. And they weren't freaking ready. They just mm-hmm. didn't follow it along. They didn't like get ahead of it. And they should have. They should have been top of the walk for a long time. Instead, they just doubled down and went, nah, jazz drives is where it's at. And I'm like, uh, I don't know, dude. I got a. You know what I got today? I got a little mini uh, with a micro SD that's the size of my fingernail that holds like a terabyte of data. <laughs> right, holds like the equivalent of ten jazz drives. Well, they they were a, a gig each, right? Yeah, they were uh, yeah, jazz drives were a gig, right? And then uh, zips were a hundred meg. hundred megs. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it was no. I did trust. Like, I can oh, I can fit an album's worth of music on one of these <laughs> zip drives. Exactly. But the way I looked at it was, it was the perfect. St- it was absolutely a big innovation in its time. They just didn't keep moving. Yeah. They just stopped. Yeah. There. Right. Right. What they just said doing? no one's ever going to need. It was. It was that. It's that same thing of like. Uh, no one's ever going to need more than this, right? Yeah. This is the most space anybody's ever going to need. It's always the most limited part of our thinking. We just are so bad at that yeah. for some reason. In some ways, yeah. I mean, other companies took advantage of it and did great. Kingston was around then, and they're, they're killing it now So in memory. Yeah. So, eh, whatever. Yeah, you'll learn. People learn, Scott. People learn. That's right. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jason Rossi told somebody that it has retired the floppy disk used in its dated 1970s computer with a highly secure solid-state digital storage solution. Oh, very good. The computer called the Strategic Automated Command and Control System, or SACS. Oh, here's the next thing for for you guys to upgrade. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, we got one more suggestion for you. Um, We need a larger SACS. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, he says it's an old system designed to receive nuclear, uh, nuclear, sorry, nuclear <laughs> force action messages and is considered unhackable because it predates the creation of the internet. That's why they like holding on to the old one. And I've heard that a lot. The really old systems, 
mm-hmm. in in very uh, security. You know, where security matters. You older is better because they don't they're not right. tied to any of the new stuff that's so hackable. And people, uh, you know, the current crop of hackers know the current systems. They it's like they're not going to go back and say, "All right, we got to learn how to hack floppy disks." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hack, you know, a uh, a terminal system. So it's important here to to know the only thing they've upgraded here is just the disks, the storage solution, not anything right. else. Because, right. in his words, "quote You can hack something that doesn't have an IP ad- or sorry, you can't hack something that doesn't have an IP address. It's a very unique system. It's very old and it's very good." Uh, the Department of Defense said in 2016 it would replace the SACS computer with an updated uh, data storage solution, port uh, expansion processors, portable terminals, and desktop terminals by the end of fiscal 2017. Uh, they're wow. late, though. Uh, the Air Force hadn't, uh, sorry, hasn't shared whether it followed through on that promise. Uh, while the system is old, the Air Force said the age of the system makes nuclear launches safer, and a new computer system would jeopardize that. So there you go. No more flops. So... And there's somebody with some great job security who's the only person there at the Air Force who knows how to uh, how to fix one of those computers. Yeah. Because you're not going to find some – you're not going to be able to call Best Buy Geek Squad in their little Volkswagen to come over and fix your 1970s terminal Yeah. Uh, <laughs> without an IP address or That's like true. That. They're not going to show up in their yeah. little uh, – they still, they still drive the Volkswagen bugs around? I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't even know if Geek Squad's still a thing. I think – I assume it is. I wonder if it's all they just had so in-house. much bad press from like copying stuff off of people's hard drives when they bring them in to get work done. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, there were all kind. Of, remember all those reports? Those were bad. I remember yeah. that. that Using was really people's bad. computers, they were working on to surf porn and yeah, or they'd find porn on someone's computer and then like do a snapshot of the drive and then like oh, you, were they doing like uh, ransom kind, kind of, of things, something like, like that, or they would sell it to somebody who does ransom stuff yeah. or something like that? Yeah crazy um anyway i have who downloads porn it's freely available stream it (laughs) all you need is a a wi-fi connection just stream it Um, exactly look i can't see it but i have an eight inch floppy hanging on the wall somewhere oh do you really yeah i don't know where i put it but i have this ancient one that i don't even know where i got it just this big old freaking ancient and i think the maximum memory on that thing is like 256k or something it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. ridiculous Ridiculous! I have a bunch of uh, old Mac three and a half inch floppies, but uh, um, I don't know why good? I have them. I think it was just like a, it's a it's a box somewhere that you know came with us in the move, and I've never cleaned it out. Mm. Yeah, my I have some too. I have some old Doom discs. I think I to get Doom mm. two on your computer back in the day took about ten or twelve of those discs. Jeez, yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> uh, Bangladeshi uh, uh, politician. They call him an MP. What does that stand for? Um, uh, Minister of Politics. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Allegedly hired eight lookalikes to take her place in exams. Mm. <laughs> did they, did they, uh, were they at all suspicious when eight people who looked like this person all showed up at, at once to take this test? That would be interesting. Eight versions of the test. <laughs> take the best one. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> That'd be great. Exactly right. Yeah. Which one of us did the best? I like the it. new show from Paul Rudd on Netflix. Oh yeah. How is his? Uh, did we talk about this the other day? His little. We uh, we, we talked about that it that it started airing, but I haven't watched any of it. They should have just called it Duplicity instead of <laughs> Multiplicity. You know, Multiplicity and Polyplicity. Because it's a him and a clone of himself, right? One of them wakes up in a grave. The other one. Shows up in a hospital or something, and then they. I think yeah, that's that's my take is that it's kind of a uh, it's similar to the 
the plot of the Michael Keaton thing. Hmm. Where he's he's overworked, he needs a clone of himself to kind of help him out. And that's uh, a... Leninade says so far very funny. Oh yeah. I've heard the same. Oh Pops and Herclan says maybe a little more murdery than duplicity. Oh awesome. Okay, oh, good. Okay. Maybe more yeah, berry and or something. We just finished binging something that I'll be using for um recommendals tomorrow. Yeah. And uh comedy drama, give us a hint. Uh sci fi drama. Ooh. Nine episodes. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but I am very excited to hear about it. Yeah, I don't want to say. I mean, people might even be able to figure it out from that, but um Netflix. More <laughs> you don't have to say. Netflix and probably and, and this would be something that uh that I think uh uh, Mateo, you know, as we're recommending something, this is like, all right, Mateo will probably be able to watch this one. Oh, so, is this the second season friendly. of a thing? Second season? I'm not saying another word, Scott. You figured it out. I'm talking about Big Mouth. I think I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, Mateo should <laughs> definitely watch Big Mouth. Oh, watch man. Big Mouth. It's a cartoon, Mateo. You'll love it. Everyone loves cartoons. All right. Anyway, this lady, yeah. this lady sent, uh, her name is Tem- Tamara Nurserat. Uh, from the ruling Awami League party, which is currently in charge there, uh, is accused of paying lookalikes to pretend to be her at at least 13 tests. The scandal emerged as the private broadcaster uh, Nagarik TV, Nagorik, yeah, something I don't know what that is. It's not like the stuff you take. <laughs> Actually, I think it is Nagorik, yeah. Is it Nagorik? It's the kind of thing you eat when you got a barf. Here, take the Nagorik. You'll throw it right take up. Take some Nagorik. It'll, it'll clear, clear your stomach right up. What is that actually called? Oh, Paragoric. Remember, really, I've never even heard of this. Paragoric. Yeah, when I was a kid, I mean, I never did it. My mom never gave me any. But I yeah. always heard about people who would take paragoric. I think it was called paragoric. And it would make you, it would force you to yak. Oh, epicac. That's what it epicac is. is the thing that I've, yeah. Okay. What am I thinking of? Paragoric? Is paragoric well, anything? Maybe, maybe epicac is a paragoric. Maybe epicac is the brand name of a. Um, epicac. Or ipecac. Ipecac. Is it ipecac? Ipecac. Okay, so maybe it is a brand. Is it castor oil? Maybe. I never uh, did any of that business. Is... Never, never had a case where I had to barf. If I did, I just barfed. Yeah. Forceful <laughs> vomiting produced by Ipecac was considered for many years to be an important frontline treatment for orally ingested poisons. Yeah. Not... So basically be, get this out of your system. Quick, take some Ipecac. Take some Ipecac. It'll make you Ipecac. Hey, look at this. Para, I, <laughs> I, like, I like I like para, or I like codes from home's uh, description. It says paragoric is that ten man raid in the grand. Nice, well done. <laughs> nicely done. Paragoric. Yeah, I don't know what paragoric is. Anyway, this lady's in trouble. I'll probably get fired from her mm-hmm. government job as a result. Yeah, no kidding. <clears throat> we'll it's, see how that it's goes. funny. I mean, do you do you just uh, people keep finding uh, Brian a bit lookalikes, and they keep sending me photos. Like, there's this guy who was on. Uh, <clears throat> was it on the Danish America's Got Talent or something that somebody posted in? Um, I want to see this. Where's this? I'm going to see Pat this. Pool on Facebook. Uh, boy, see, wondering if I can find it quick enough to show you. It is impressive. Huh. Um, let me really quickly jump into the Tadpool. Um, but this guy, uh, you know, I got to say, somebody said he looks like a cross between me and Schwood. Like he's <laughs> wow. He's the merging of the Bryans. Uh, uh, give me two uh, 20 seconds here and if You're I can't find it in 20 people seconds always, then... people always say she wouldn't I look like brothers 
Uh, like I look like an older brother to him or something, which I never can yeah. see it, but people see a picture of us and go, oh my gosh, you guys look like brothers. Eh. <laughs> I don't see I it. I could kind of see that. I mean, in the right, in the right uh, light. In, in the, the right context. light. Sure. Sure. I got light right has way. to be right and then we're all good. <laughs> uh, I am so far, let's see, I'm about a day back and I'm still not seeing it. Somebody is probably going to find it before. You think the chat I will do. find it before you do? I Maybe. Don't know. Maybe they're being lazy today. I don't know. I still haven't found that Maybe. other thing I asked for. Which was it? What was it? Was uh, you? What did you ask for? <laughs> oh, know. you. Uh, I don't remember. Well, we asked we asked if uh, Mandalorian was coming out weekly. Oh, the we schedule. That it was right. Yes. Oh, and then they said it was. <laughs> Excuse me, Gazundite. All right. Well, while you're looking that up, speaking gonna, of yeah, people that look the going. same, this is a perfect story to end on because oh, found it's, it. Here it is. Oh, you did. Okay, let's see. I did. Yep. It's in the you Discord. Link. You a link right here. All right. Let's see here. Uh, How do I link to this uh, post? Looking, Copy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the internet. All right, I don't know if this will work. We're gonna try it. All right, let's give it a shot. Pace. My eye itches so bad right now. I just want to scream. Okay. okay. Yeah, it did come through. Oh it's my gosh, dude! What the <laughs> frick? <laughs> That's weird. Here, chat. I know some of you have seen the link, but let me put it up in yeah. the screen here. Holy Moses! Norway's. So this is from the Norwegian. Norway's Got Talent. And uh, what was his talent? Looking like you and Brian Brushwood had a baby? <laughs> That's weird. It's kind of crazy, yeah. So I'm going to hire him to take some tests for me. <laughs> He's going to, I'm going to hire him to go on tour because he apparently plays guitar based on this. Uh, yeah, it looks like it or a ukulele yeah. or something. I don't know. I can't tell because his hands are kind of hey small. Hey, hey, boss. I'm going to play some guitar for you. You ready? Can I play some guitar? And notice he's wearing, he's wearing a funny hat, too. Funny hat, Brian. I know. I need to work on the shoulder laugh. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, man. You're going to yeah. hurt yourself. You're going to throw your spine. I am going to hurt myself with that. With that uh, I'm workshopping it. That's just crazy. How come his hands are so tiny, though? The guy's got little bitty hands. <laughs> he does. Have, he has a very big head. Yeah. Big head, I also have. Hands. I'm proud to say that I've got way more chin to neck definition. Yes. Oh yeah. Way Maybe more not a year is. ago, but certainly now I've got more chin to neck definition. Yeah. I uh, can also shave better than that guy. Right. <laughs> He's not, he showed up half like all five o'clock shadowed. Norway's got no razors apparently. <laughs> the show. Boringa boringa binga binga. All right. Um, <laughs> I like doppelgangers are fun. I enjoy that. Yes, they are for sure. Well, it's not so fun for Kate Beckinsale. She says this. You know the actress. Oh, no. She's kind of a. I'm familiar. Yes. Lovely, exactly, yeah. lovely woman. Lots of yes. cool stuff. Uh, anyway. Serendipity. Yep. Uh, she's uh, underworld. She, underworld yeah. series. Yeah. Underworld. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got your uh, dated. Uh, Dated that dude from Saturday Night Live that everybody dated. <laughs> oh, yeah, that weird-looking dude that everyone thinks is hot, I guess. Yeah. yeah. What's his name? Davidson? Josh? Yeah. Jim, uh, Jim Bob? Uh, Joe? Jay Pete Davidson? Davidson. Jay? Another Pete. Another Pete whose name we can't remember. Oh, Pete, Pete Davidson. Davidson, yeah. I don't understand. I mean, I know he's funny, but what's the deal there? I don't know, but Ariana Grande thought he was uh, dating material. Uh, Kate Beckinsale thought he was dating material. And he just broke up with the the girl who played the daughter on The Leftovers. Oh. Oh. Who kind of who kind of looks like him. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> dating your own doppelganger. What the frick? Yeah. 
Well, um, she says he looks. She looks exactly like Ryan Reynolds, and she and and she's kind of not wrong. So I want you guys to see this, because now that you well, now that you'll see, you'll never unsee it. Uh, she told Jimmy Fallon the other night, "quote I look exactly like Ray, Ryan Reynolds." Beckinsale told Jimmy Fallon, "like in a shocking way, like when sometimes I see a bus going by with a poster on it, I think, damn, I look hot. Oh wait, that's not me. Also, I never did a movie, or I never did that movie." Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Okay. I'm wrestled with it, obviously, about being in the same movie uh, together. Uh, she says she doesn't really see it. She can't, you know, she can't do it. I wrestled with the idea, however, it's not, uh, he's not even going, sorry, he's not even like a sort of slightly girly boy bander type. What does that mean? Girly boy bander type? Girly boy bander type. I don't know. That sounds like a fake word. (laughs) Um, but I'm going to put it in the link here so people can see this and I just want you to look at her and you'll never not oh really okay all right I mean there's the photo I think if you just look at a photo of her you and and line one up with her against another shot of of Ryan Reynolds they do have the same face it's the same face oh yeah I can kind of see that all right yep okay she could stand all right I'm giving you I'm giving you in your in in our discord this link yeah it is uh, Pete Davidson and Margaret Qualley, the the woman he just broke up with. All right. Uh, or who broke up with him? I don't know the I don't know the story on that. But uh, look at the two of them. Oh, she was really good in that show. She was really good. But yeah, yeah they're very like somebody made the joke on Twitter. <laughs> uh, who gets Who gets custody of their face in the breakup? <laughs> It must be great to be able to date the Snapchat gender change filter. Yeah. <laughs> your, your Snapchat gender change filter. Wow. Yeah, they do look a lot alike. That's freaky. Yeah. Huh. I just don't. I mean, he seems fine. He doesn't he seem. Is. I think he's. I think he's. Uh, yeah, he's fine. But how's he dating all these like? <laughs> I don't know. Is he just telling them funny jokes and they're like, ah, let's date? I'm like, I'm I, you know, it, it sounds like the plot of a Seinfeld episode but I think once you once you get that first high profile A-list date then you seem much more dateable to others in that in that A-list group right like once he got Ariana or maybe there was somebody before Ariana Grande that helped him get Ariana Grande but now that he's in that circle mm-hmm. it's like oh uh Pete Davidson yeah never would have given him another look but uh he dated Ariana Grande? Oh, I can see that. Yeah, he's kind of cute. Are there any, any uh, famous girls named Harley that he could date? Could be- uh, sure, Harley Harley um, Smith, uh, Kevin Smith's daughter. Oh, okay. All right, so Harley Smith. Harley Quinn Smith, isn't that her name? Or what's isn't it's something, something like that? that? And then they could get married, and then her name oh, would be I see where you're going <laughs> Harley Davidson. Yeah, that's well done, Scott. Yeah. And he's, she's about the right age. Yeah. Well done, well done. Yeah. And she'd have to hold her arms off like this all the time. all right we're gonna take a break when we come back bill duran joining us all the way from bill duran town and then also after that jury justin robert young talking uh weird business like we always do with him so come back for that yes uh that'll be great i can't wait for it between now and then though brian has brung us a song what do you have I bring a song from a band that we've played before. Uh, Onism E, I believe is how this is pronounced. Um, brand new album, actually brand new single that just got released called Love You More. Uh, they're from New York City and Austin, Texas, kind of combined there. Um, 
and I'm pulling up their details, the deets, mm. you know, as the kids say. They do say that. I was too busy looking up pictures of Margaret Qualley and uh, Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York City's newest indie rock band from singer-songwriter and former Senate Records recording artist Aline Chavez. This new project comes after an extended hiatus from the tour scene to further craft and develop her production skills. The brand new song is called Love You More. Here is Onism E, O-N-I-S-M-E.
Hey guys, let's talk about Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than it is right now with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just a click, send, and save for as low as $4.99 a month. That's $4.99 a month. It's crazy. Send envelopes, flats, and packages right from your desk, and you are back to business in no time. And for being a listener of TMS, that's the morning stream, you'll receive a free 30-day trial that you can get started with right away. And... To help you get started even further, a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SimPro Online. Again, starting at just $4.99 a month. Qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping. Calculate exact postage online and print from your PC or Mac. Go to pb.com TMS to access the special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com TMS. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of SimPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Making my way back home. Been a long day. Time to see my fluffy dog. You look like a fruitcake. This is The Morning Stream with Scott Johnson and Brian Ibbett. Now, with 20% more ciliate hydroxide and erotic acid. All right, we're back, everybody. Welcome back. It's true, but it keeps us fresh. It does. Freshness is next to godliness. (laughs) All right, we're going to call Bill. And jury, that is to say, Justin. Not at the same time, though. This will be a separate call. That would be an interesting uh, combo. Yeah. I mean, we haven't had crossover guests in a while. It could be a fun thing to do at some point. Could be. Yeah. I'm not saying we do it this very second, but I'm saying it's a possibility down the road. Uh, Let's get Bill in here and play this for him as he enters. But Bill... Just isn't thinking about danger. It's Bill Duran, everybody, from PunishProps.com and the Seattle, Washington area. Hello, Bill. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning to you. It is overcast and raining today. Nice. In case you were wondering, it's going to be like that till April. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to Seattle. Yeah. But that's uh, that's just winter for you guys, basically, right? You don't get any snow or anything. Yeah. No, sometimes we'll get a little sprinkle Mm. now and then. But no, just, just, you know, darkened wet yeah it's always wet everything's wet you know it's crazy for me to think like as i don't know i was hearing about it the other day there was a group of early 1800s pioneer types that were coming through the west across the mississippi and traveling all the way to the valley here and then a bunch of them went on to what would become washington state seattle that area and back in those days like in like i don't know 1820 or whatever you could count on, like, if you're going to send 10 people up there, A, you could count on it taking, like, months to do it. Mm-hmm. And B, like, half of them are going to die before you get there. Yeah. <laughs> and look at us now. <laughs> We're talking over the internet. We can just fly there yeah. in an hour and a half. Like, it's just the weirdest. Sometimes I think of that stuff. It just blows my mind. I like to think... I like to think that a bunch of people got to the Salt Lake area and then some of them were like, yeah, but I want coffee and salmon and weed. Yeah. 
It's we're going to keep one place. going. Yeah, it's just not here yet. And they say, wait, we're they gonna don't have, have that. We're going to have to wait a, a, co- a couple hundred years for the, on the weed thing, but it's cool. <laughs> it's going to be worth it. Like, that's what happened. A couple hundred years is all. Uh, yeah. Anyway, humans are amazing sometimes, and I just like to bring that up once in a while. All right, uh, speaking of amazing humans, Bill makes things all the time, comes on Tuesdays, talks about that world and how you might become a better maker yourselves. Bill, what's going on today? I have, uh, I'm prepping for an upcoming project, and I've been doing a lot of pattern making. So basically, I've been making two-dimensional patterns that mm-hmm. when combined uh, with a particular material, in this case, foam, will make a three-dimensional form. Ooh. Uh, now this sort of pra- this pattern making, I'm doing a helmet, and I plan on giving away those patterns for for the video that I'm going to do with it, so that people can download the patterns, print them out themselves, and then make the thing along with me. Uh, but I have to make the patterns first, and essentially, I'm making prototypes or making a prototype of the thing I'm making, the helmet I'm making. Nice. So that's what I've been up to. I've been prototyping. I like yeah. prototyping. Prototyping is fun. That's like uh, sketching mm-hmm. for uh, people mm-hmm. like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, like, you're, think of it like your construction lines, right? Mm-hmm. That's your your safe space to experiment and see what works and see what doesn't work. And then once you've come up with something you like, you can finalize it. Mm. Uh, we do that a lot in prop and costume making. Uh, usually, we'll build the prototype from cheaper materials. So if you're sewing, you might go get some muslin, which is a fairly cheap fabric. And basically build the garment from scratch as you refine your pattern using this cheap material. And then when you're done, you have a good pattern that you can use on the expensive fabric. Never heard of muslin before. Describe it for me. What is it? Muslin. M-U-S-L-I-N. You've seen muslin. Have I? Yeah, it's a thinner, like a thin fabric, like a thin uh, um, see-through kind of fabric. It doesn't often get used for garments. Um, it's usually just used for pattern making. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Sexy <laughs> oh, I see. This stuff's very porous. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, the main thing though is just that it's cheap. Sounds like the last name of that girl in the new Zombie Land. What's her name? Abigail Muslin. Breslin. <laughs> oh, Breslin. <laughs> That's it. Anyway, sorry. Yes. Now I've got right it. into that one. Yeah. Nice <laughs> job. Almost like burlap, but not hard and coarse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. A very similar texture, but but uh, thinner and more see through. Right. Exactly. So for foam, I will actually use my floor mats. I used to use floor mats to make all my foam or all my foam props and costumes. But now that we have nice foam available, Mm. in fact, I went to Joanne's yesterday and bought some of the Yaya foam, which is really good. Uh, But I don't want to make my patterns out of that because it's a little pricier. So I'll make them out of floor mats, which are a lot cheaper. Mm. Um, That's not as good. It's got that silly texture to deal with, but I don't care. I'm just making a pattern. Mm. Uh, now, what that means, <laughs> if I'm building something from scratch, if I'm designing a pattern from scratch, I usually end up building that piece two or three times. So the helmet I'm working on right now, I've already built twice, and I'm going to build it a third time for the video. By the second time I built it, I really kind of nailed the pattern, so I was happy with that. Uh, and then I can move on to the next one. But um, that makes makes sure that the pattern is exactly what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially since I'm going to send this pattern to other people, potentially thousands of them, <laughs> and they have to follow along. I want to make sure that if they follow that pattern, they get exactly what they want. So it's worth building the thing a couple times to get it just right. 
Uh, the good news is with a three-dimensional piece like that, like a like if you're building a costume piece or a helmet or whatever, once you've made your prototype, you can try it on. It's three-dimensional. You can put it on your body. You can see if it fits correctly, see if it looks the way you want it to look, and make alterations before you commit to the final piece. Nice. Uh, I do this with every single costume piece that I make. Uh, more Most of the time, most costume pieces get built twice. Now, fortunately, if it's like a leg piece, I'll build one leg piece twice and two or three times to get it right, and then I can mirror the pattern. I don't need to build both legs uh, multiple times, so I usually do that, save a little time. Sure. Um, but yeah, everything gets built a couple of times. It takes a long time and it's tedious, but that's how I get exactly what I want. Yeah, and it's yeah, and it's a good way to make sure that you don't, you know, do all this work on what what'll be the final piece and have something not fit right or have mm-hmm. a, a weird thing that you didn't expect. That totally makes sense, and and it's fascinating that you would do. I didn't even think about the fact that like if you're doing legs, doing pants, then just doing one leg to make sure mm-hmm. that works and the mirroring it would work, which is. Yeah, of course yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's, no, that's right. That's usually what I do with helmets. Now, I do have to build the whole helmet prototype mm-hmm. um, because when you put them together, that middle seam kind of helps pull the form together. Right. Um, but I only draw half the pattern if it's symmetrical. Mm. Or it, like like uh, you got that Boba Fett helmet behind your head there, uh, Scott. That just happens to be the helmet I'm building. <laughs> oh, no way. That's cool. Are you doing it with all foam? All helmet? foam. Yeah. Uh, so he, the helmet is symmetrical, but the earpieces are not, but that's really easy. I can, I can draw the helmet form, right? Mirror it and then draw a separate earpiece for each side. Right. And those are, those are smaller, less of a commitment sort of thing. They're also mostly two dimensional patterns. They're not that complicated. Interesting. You know what you described, um, the workflow of the time it takes to prototype and then get it right and then move forward is so just sketch before you ink sketch before you paint mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think it's just a good principle kind of across a lot of disciplines um to just know that that's a i mean can you sit down and whip out a sketch at a con and sign it for somebody and have, send them on their way yes a mm-hmm. uh, comic book artist i'm always impressed time. with people who are able to do that who are able to just you know do pen right away and mm-hmm. and uh, go nuts it's super mm-hmm. cool that they can but if they're going to do a cover of the next you know, X Men. They're not going to do that. They're going right. to. There's a reason you have pencilers, inkers, colorists. Like they, that pencil process is so freaking important because it's where you nail down your proportions. It's where you nail down all your sort of uh, composition <clears throat> issues, mm-hmm. and you can go through through three or four of those. So, like when I do a commission, I never just send them the finished thing. I send them a pencil sketch and say, oh, yeah. or, "Is this the right yeah. direction?" And they're like, "Yeah, this is where I want to go." And then then you commit, but. It sounds mm-hmm. like uh, it's it's actually how do I put this? It's not surprising that it's the same kind of process, but I'm I think it's a good thing to know that you know despite the physicality of what you're building, right. it's still that 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 sort of thing. You still got to do it. Yeah, because you think of prop making as being a much more um, and it is a much more involved process. You're making a three dimensional thing that you know as opposed to pencil sketches on a piece of paper that you can erase and move and change you're making this thing that's like all right i've got to try this out and make sure it works mm-hmm. uh a lot a lot harder to adjust adjust it if it's wrong than simply an eraser and and just adjusting your pencil sketch right yeah you well, you want to avoid those once you get into the stages where you're finishing so mm-hmm. when you're doing your final colors and everything on a drawing or you're yeah. painting your costume 
what you want to avoid is suddenly realizing you need to make a major change at that point. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Of that's course. So, you're like, oh, 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 I have to oh, do that. this piece right here. If I were to assemble this, it's going to be right in my crotch. That yeah. won't yeah. work at all. Yeah, it's not going to work at all. Not that you can avoid that entirely. Like, I'm sure you've got examples you could say where you get really far down and go, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe I forgot this part. And you mm -hmm. got to like either backtrack, you got to cover it up or whatever. So those things happen, but for the most part, you're you're yep. you're you're helping reduce and eliminate that by just having some patience, cranking on your craft, get your prototype or your sketch yeah. done. It's good stuff. We we do a similar thing with our videos. Now we don't storyboard our videos. We just don't have enough time to do that for the scale of videos we do, we have. But we do write an outline for every video, and that's kind of the same thing. You're building the bones of this video, the structure of your video, before you've committed to it. Mm. Because it's a similar thing. Once you've filmed parts of a build, there's no going back and doing that again. Yeah. Like, and that's not the point when you want to decide to make a big change. No. <laughs> no, you're basically starting over if you do that yeah. at that point. Yeah. Uh, well, so, it's good stuff. Anyway. Good advice. Uh, I think, uh, again, this is great because even if you're not you know, building physical stuff in a shop, this I think this applies to almost everything. This applies mm -hmm. to photo work, film work, drawing, painting, like all of it. Smart, oh, yeah. smart stuff. Uh, Bill, as always, uh, great stuff. Do you have any, uh, you got a little bonus thing for us this week? Sure do. My friend Laura Kopf over in Germany made a project that you guys might be interested in. Mm. She built a small podcasting studio. In Look at case. that. Oh, that is so cool. And it's really cool. Wow. Oh, it's look at this. Yeah. Yeah, basically she got a cool-looking old metal briefcase and put a pair of microphones in it so that you can open it and the microphones uh, fold out so that each person, the two people, can face one another and have a microphone in their face. She built a mixer into it yeah. and everything. It's so cool. So, it, it just the fact that it's like in a Halliburton-style case. Yeah. And it just looks like it's so, uh, I don't know, like so secretive kind of thing. Right. It's, really it's, well it's either a podcasting setup or she's got access to the nuclear football. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I do like that. Whatever mixer she's using, that's a cool one. I've never mm -hmm. seen that. But she small. also put a little red on-air light on the uh, on the outside of there. So <laughs> just so in case anyone at the Starbucks doesn't know, you're recording a right. podcast right now. Right. You should be quiet. Oh, that's and really at the cool. Starbucks near my house, at any given time, there's five people recording a podcast. Okay. So uh, there's a whole podcasting section. <laughs> oh my gosh, she did an on-air light on the edge of the things. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! <laughs> did you not hear Bill just say? That? Sorry, I've been I've been looking at this video like so focused, I didn't hear him say it. This is so no, rad. No, this is so cool. How do they power yeah. it? How's it powered? I think it's a uh, wall power. I think it's just got a little 12 volt wall wart. You just plug it in. Oh, so you just okay. And what's cool is she doesn't like the the whole top of it is pretty much the same. Like she doesn't rip out a lot of the guts mm -hmm. of the briefcase to make this thing work. Yeah, you could still keep your your, your show notes folders, in there. Your your notes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You so you still have secret documents in your fake looking secret box. That's oh cool. my god, oh, yeah. there's like a red on air light on this thing. On the, uh... <laughs> like you've never not heard a thing someone said on the show <laughs> I know, before. I totally I would just <laughs> <laughs> like that's you the guys. first time it's ever happened uh bill <laughs> awesome stuff as always uh keep it up and i can't wait to see what you do uh Alrighty, next did you, you did you say hold on did you say people could get those patterns when you're done that you're gonna let those be free you're you're the stuff you're working on right now did you say something about that or miss that at the beginning bill oh he's gone i lost brian too everybody's muted 
Yeah, I don't know what happened. Everything went muted. Oh, oh. oh now oh, it's there back. we go. What the heck was that? I don't know. You got weird. rid of Bill, and I could I could still see you in Skype, but I uh, couldn't hear you on the call. Were you able to hear me at all? Uh-uh. I couldn't hear anybody. Weird. And I'll bet weird. he was answering me because he was still there. And then I don't know what happened there. That was weird. Hmm. That was weird. the funkiest thing ever. Maybe he <laughs> could he control the mute. Hmm. Yeah, no, you guys in know. the you guys in the chat could hear me, but that's just because my mic's right to the stream. So <laughs> people are saying it's probably Justin doing something. <laughs> could be. You never know. That's right. You never know. All right, we're gonna bring him in. I'm a little These nervous. These are their stories. Yeah, hopefully this works. Oh, I'm terrible with names. See, we don't even need the thing. You could just do no, it. exactly. I'll just do the whole thing. I think that sounds great. All right, here's this. Let's play right now. These are their stories. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Hey, everybody, check it out. It's Justin Robert Young joining us all the way from uh, Oakland, California. Justin, welcome and hello. Hello. How oh. are you guys? Oh, we're ah, perfect. Sounds great. He's here. Yeah, you sound great. Well done, uh, am I not getting your video? Uh, oh, no. Uh, oh, we're using Skype now. Yeah, we use uh, Skype for video, video and uh, Discord for Discord audio. Discord for audio. Yeah. So you're on yes. video. People can see you. <laughs> there was too much lag using just Skype for audio and video, or I'm sorry, using Discord for audio and video. And then. Uh, yeah. This is after uh, Skype months. Skype was getting all janky. Months did of you guys? Did you guys notice that there was a red on air light on that thing? <laughs> Like nobody's ever done that before, where they were. Just, I was just curious whether or not you guys had noticed that. Well, they weren't paying attention. I do that. I do that probably ten times for every Scots yeah. one, but I have to take advantage of that moment when I can. Yeah. <laughs> happens. It happens. Uh, well, you look. Uh, you look fresh and and uh, Bonnie clean. Whatever that means this morning. Hey, I bet you can see. <laughs> you probably see my video. Hold on. Let's see if this works. Oh yeah, yeah you can, can see, see my my, video my really bright just... overwatched video. See. That's yeah. It. There yeah. I am. You can see me. I can see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. look at that. Anyway, see me look at you boys. Look yeah. at you. Look, uh, look at that. Oh, yeah. now we're all together. Well, Brian, Brian will just be a little laggy for a bit, and it's okay. It's not a problem. Yeah, we'll fix see, it I'm going to turn mine off because I don't like the lag. Yeah, lag can bite us. That's why we've got lag, this weird Lag hybrid. makes me talk over you guys, and that, that sucks. It's I'm a, so glad that I put like uh, literally 45 minutes into making sure that we had a foolproof plan for me to make sure that my Discord audio and video was fine, and uh -huh. we still spent the first minute and a half in a second. <laughs> Talking about technical audio and video settings. Yeah, it's a new segment here. I think some of the, the fates are telling us something about what we're covering. <laughs> um, but no, I don't want to talk about any of that. I want to talk about other stuff. Like, for example, I don't know. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but when this secret Mitt Romney Twitter thing hit, all I could think about was you. Like, all I thought about was, oh, yeah. this is the greatest fodder in the world for the world's greatest politics show, the PPP, Triple P. PX3, yo, mm -hmm. and uh, and I and that's all I could think about. But then I feel like he copped to it too fast. You know what I mean? Like, no, he gave it away. He gave it away. Like uh, uh, he, this all came up because there was a bio of Mitt Romney in a, in the Atlantic, I believe. Yeah. In which he told a he told the reporter, "I have a sock puppet account, and I follow the following people." So at that point, you know, once you've once you've done that, you've pretty much just given the internet a puzzle that the it's gonna solve. And yeah. and it solved it within about twelve hours because a a intrepid reporter for Slate, I believe, uh basically found one of the less popular Romney children that no doubt Mitt was following, uh, and then found an account that also followed all these other things that he had 
copped to, uh, you know, following on the sock puppet. And lo, the the world found out that indeed, if you got an at reply from Pierre Delecto, <laughs> oh yeah, we, you, yeah. Were Delecto. Indeed, you were indeed responding to Mitt Romney. Okay. And what's with this, uh, like the actual handle QAWS9876? I mean, it feels like. That might be like, can we try that on some of Mitt's uh, accounts and see if that's a, a password that like he uses? Like a password? Yeah. yeah. That might be. I mean, I mean, it's obviously like he's just doing those four keys there in the corner and these four keys up here. and Yeah. It's a little bit, I mean, it's a little bit grandpa made his own account kind of feel to it. <laughs> I mean, right. but by the way, he's had that since 2011. Yeah. You know, he, he had that, I guess, right around the time that he announced that he was running for president. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was using it to follow fairly early Twitter. If anything, this kind of told me that Mitt Romney is a little bit more technologically sophisticated than we might have uh, we might have otherwise. It also for sure means that he saw how viral that famous photo of him dejected pumping his own gas the night after he <laughs> lost the election, uh, which had, had really gotten viral on Twitter. There's no doubt that he saw that that night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had to have, if he's had it that long. Uh, but so is at a, the significance of it now is is what that he's spending a lot of time liking tweets that are critical of the president, saying things about uh, you know country first, blah blah blah, like all the stuff. He didn't. He didn't really say anything. I mean, that's the thing is, as far as a secret Twitter account, and if you're going to go through the history of like revealed secret Twitter accounts. Uh, probably the most fun for any basketball fans was that of Kevin Durant, uh, quite possibly one of the best basketball players uh, on the planet right now. That, despite the fact that he is supremely talented and he has won not he has won not one but two championships and two Finals MVPs, still has sock puppet Instagram and Twitter accounts <laughs> that uh, he uh, a one time forgot to log back out of. Uh, <laughs> And uh, uh, yeah, he was just he was being a lot meaner about like his supporting cast on his old team and a lot more petty, you know, Mitt pretty much just like I think maybe the most embarrassing thing was on one of them. He was like, like, oh, these are the people that have, uh, uh, you know, voiced displeasure at the president for Syria. And he chimed in like and also Mitt Romney. Uh <laughs> Oh, he's so corny, dude. He's just so freaking uh, corny. But that was pretty much it. Everything else was was like, uh, you know, the questions that you would assume he would ask. Like, in fact, it's really it reminded me of kind of our conversation on here when when we ever whenever we get into the the psychodrama that is y- your view of Mitt Romney and what he should and shouldn't be doing. Uh, it, it's you know most of it was like, well, what do you want the Senate to do? Yeah. Like that was like two or three of them were like, what, what do you suggest the Senate should do? Just in case you have an idea that I haven't thought of, uh, uh, what do you think should be done from my position right now? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, um, how do I put this? I mean, basically, you know what I wanted from Mitt Romney? He's kind of doing now, you know, so let's get back to that psychodrama about Mitt Romney for a minute. He's kind of yeah. doing. And by the way, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a spoiler alert for what's gonna happen at the end of it. But go ahead. All oh, right. wow. Oh, interesting. All right. I think he's doing what I want him to do, which is say something, because that's all he can do. There's nothing else to do, so is just say something. 
And so he's saying something. And the thing is, it's not even that big of a risk for him because, A, two things are going on here. Uh, uh, so one and two, or A and B. He is he is popular here and will win re-election as long as he wants to be in the Senate because that's yep. just how it'll go. Um, and it kind of doesn't matter if he says things that are sort of anti-Trump or not. Um, there, Part of the reason for that, and this is number two, is that there is a pretty strong anti-Trump sentiment here, despite the fact that he carried the state, as often Republicans do, although not by as big a margin as they usually do. Um, that was somewhat historic in our in our history. Uh, as many people didn't vote for him as, as usually vote for Republicans. So he's not... He's not beloved here the way he is in other states that well, tend to go that direction. There's also the fact that Mitt Romney is not going to face re-election in, in any time where Trump is on the ballot. Right. That's Senators the other serve thing. six years, so right. there's going to be a Trump re-election next year, obviously, and either he's going to win or lose it. But no matter what, by the time that 2024 rolls around and Mitt Romney decides whether or not he's going to stay in the Senate or leave, he's Trump's not. it's going to be the shadow of Trump, which in general if the country is very prosperous and that is very hard for uh, uh one party to hold the uh, uh hold the white house for three terms oh dr bird flew over oh hey, look at that <laughs> oh, there he, he can just run around the house free he can yeah uh so uh uh yeah if, if by the time it gets there it's not gonna matter like he uh, he actually has fairly little uh, to worry when it comes to Trump, which is going to boil your piss all the more mm. when, if and when uh, uh, Donald Trump is impeached, he votes to not remove him because among all of the tough talk that Romney has, he also is always sure to say the bar for removal is very high. We need to make sure that this is not something done willy nilly, that other presidents have done illegal things and not been removed. Just brace yourself. Like, like, there's zero, I will put zero chance on Mitt Romney voting to remove Donald Trump from office. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you're, uh, you're probably right, but maybe. I don't know. I don't know. He, he's, he's, I'm, do I'm doing this for you. <laughs> I want you to not have this roller coaster go so high and then dip so low. Like, just, just know, I mean, like, Obviously, look, he wants to be a check on the president. It's why he got elected in the Senate. That is part of what he is trying to do. He is, uh, uh, you know, I, th I think the fact that also the serious stuff, uh, as he is a foreign policy hawk, mm -hmm. kind of has, always has been, was sort of vindicated after his run in 2012, that Russia indeed was a much larger threat than Barack Obama teased him about. So... Uh, uh, I think the Syria thing has given him a lot more of a chance to, uh, you know, hammer the president mm -hmm. where, you know, I don't know. Part of me thinks, you know, there was a CNN article that came out yesterday with Democrats worrying that, like, this impeachment thing is kind of taking a little long and it's been a week or so since there's been any kind of movement on it. And we still haven't gotten testimony from the whistleblower and. It kind of seems like all the information is out there. Uh, this is going to be an interesting two weeks to see where we're even going with impeachment in the House. Yeah, and also, here's a question for you. So, um, with them issuing subpoenas, which they legally can yeah. do, and then people just outright saying we're not coming in, 
what do you do with that? Like, can you it, it, politically? I don't I don't know how it works, but, I, but even legally, like I know if I avoid if, if somebody I got I had to go speak at a trial not long ago, a couple of years ago. That was about a company yeah. I used to work for forever ago, and it was just simple testimony. It was no big deal. But if I would have ignored that subpoena, I would have been in contempt of court and arrested. So what? How how does it work there? How come they? How come Rudy Giuliani can say I'm not going in, and it's not even a elected like, official? Okay, I guess he's not showing up. I guess oh, he's well. not going to be here. Well, like, how's that work? I don't get it. So I am not a scholar, and uh, I'm sure that there are smarter people that can email you exactly what the letter of the law is. I would say politically, this is not the same as you getting a court summons. Okay. Because these are these are political machinations, even if they have legal backing, if that makes sense. Right. Uh, they are obviously on uh, even more so partisan lines right now. So there is a... There is hardball being played by the Trump administration to say, all right, uh, if you guys are just calling any and everybody and and you're being disruptive, you we, we already turned over what the transcript was. You're interviewing all of the ambassadors or, you know, you're having these hearings behind closed doors. You won't respect our wishes to hold the hearings in public. Uh, then you want to know what? We're not going to play ball if you're not going to play ball hmm. like that. That effectively is. Uh, you know, the, the the dance that gets done. Now, normally, there is a little bit more of a simpatico between, you know, people who live in Washington who are trying to all do the same job, even if they're on different teams, but we do not live in that, in that current landscape. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the way it is. I guess I, I, I'm super naive to how that stuff works, so whenever I hear something like we're ignoring I, 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 I do I do know that they can be arrested. Yeah. You can call, I think it's like the sergeant at arms and go arrest, you know, Rudy Giuliani. The, the question then becomes like, can you arrest William Barr, the attorney general, who is theoretically the cops boss of boss of bosses, right? Right. Uh, that That's where you get into, into weird territory. But theoretically... You can, but that is another kind of red line that would be crossed in what is usually a contentious but manageable dance between parties in sticky situations. Right. I find that stuff super interesting, because partly because I don't understand how it works, so it seems mysterious and weird to me. I mean, the, the thing is, is that what, what, what you're realizing now is that a lot of what we see in Washington are, are norms, not rules. Mm. You know, they are things, they are ways that uh, people have decided things are going to go at a certain point. Uh, and, you know, whether or not they are in the letter of the law, that is how government has run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting to 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 know that because if, it, if this is just all a simple set of norms, I wonder if after all this is gone, Trump's long gone, whether that's now or another election or way in the future when he's dead, or five years from now. <laughs> yeah, or whatever it ends up being. I wonder if any of these norms are looked at in such a way that they feel like they have to start talking about making norms laws so that... Because if somebody's not respecting the norms, then what, then what do you do? Like, the norms sort of... They're, they're kind of like laws, and they keep sort of people together, but if you don't honor the norms and there's no repercussions for not doing that, then why even have them? Like, either make it binding or don't. Like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of that stuff's just going to be up in the air. 
like it's e- it's easy to look at the history of the country and go, oh well, everybody sort of respected these, these, and these, and these, and these things, and so they all stayed within this lane. But we're clearly in a time where you know we're all over the road, and so well, you know, and 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 that's like whenever you hear Donald Trump talk glowingly about Eric Holder, mm-hmm. Obama's attorney general. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard him talk? About I have. Eric Holder? Yeah, he seems to like the dude. Loves him. Want to know why? Mm. Because Eric Holder, uh, in the eyes of Republicans at least, uh, stonewalled back the Fast and the Furious hearings. This was looking into gun trafficking by uh, the FBI into gun cartels in Mexico that then one of those guns killed a law enforcement officer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was something that didn't get a lot of press, didn't get a lot of runway in D.C. because least in the mind of Trump and Republicans, Eric Holder was the firewall between that mess and Obama. And that's why he excoriated Jeff Sessions during the Mueller investigation that uh, 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 Sessions immediately removed himself from being the firewall. And now all of a sudden all hell had broken. Right, 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 right. And so, like, there is a... Look, we are in winner-take-all times right now. Uh, uh, that is, in my mind, kind of undeniable. And uh, we we don't see a lot of value in uh, in each other and or each other's political values. We we look at our uh, our our teams as being righteous, and we want not just to win but to destroy the other side. Yeah. And that's kind of where we are. And and these are the fruits of that. Good times we living in. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun <laughs> stuff. Fun stuff, everybody. Good times. Not winning unless the other player goes home crying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. And I, you know, I, yeah, whatever. I was, I was messing around. I was playing with Van yesterday. We were, he's learning how to crawl. So we were having a good time and playing with toys on the floor. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to crawl and everything. And it just kept hitting me that, you know, when he's, when he grows up, he has no idea now, of course. He's only eight months old. But as he grows up, he's gonna he's probably going to see a very different landscape. Like, it's not going to be the same politically, mm-hmm. I think, because there's just mm-hmm. there's too many weird things that changed from this. Like, forgetting for a minute yeah. my burning distaste for, uh, for Trump or my burning distaste for how poorly I think Democrats respond to Trump. Like, he's just... I'll forget about all that for a minute. Like, those norms we talked about and just kind of that structure of everything, it's just going to be different and maybe just maybe in the future it's okay sometimes you gotta break a thing to rebuild it sometimes you gotta you know notice that something's weird before you fix it like i i know that there there can be positives from that and none of this is ever about reaching some ideal it's about the you know it's about just the process that's the way this works and i get it and in some ways i think that's really great but i i I just can all i can think about is well what's it like when he's 18 and can vote what does that look like and i don't know yet i don't know it's, 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 we're learning a lot of lessons. From, I mean, but you know that that was definitely somebody thought that about you. Oh, I'm sure they did. That's my that's my whole point. Right? Is, yeah, it's probably yeah. what I'm probably thinking is what everybody thinks about every time they're in, and so I'm having this little existential sort of like reckoning of well, and and I and I would say this is kind of unique to the past hundred and fifty years or so. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe even a little less than that. That we have not seen growth. We've seen exponential growth in technology and and culture. Like they, they, there is significant, uh, significant 
differences between how, you know, uh, I lived and my grandfather lived, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Like, like there are there are immeasurable differences uh, uh, between how my great grandfather lived and how I live uh, and how I live now. Um, you know, uh, uh, I, I you know, they, they barely had had uh, DSL. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even good DSL. Really? It was like nah, right. Yeah. It was like yeah. It was like uh, garbage. Seven fifty six K or something. GeoCities. I yeah, mean, <laughs> it was a bad time to be yeah. alive. Suck it, Tony Anzalone. Take that. Uh, well, anyway, whether anything comes from Mitt's Twitter or not, probably doesn't matter. But it's pretty funny. Oh no, 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 nothing. Nothing's coming out of Mitt's Twitter. Uh, you know that that's that's one of those stories that's funny to laugh at. Uh, the funniest part about it is that he chose his fake name to be Pierre. Pierre Delecto, and then yeah. and then he answered. <laughs> When the Atlantic reached back out to him to see whether or not he was indeed Pierre, he answered "C'est moi," which I, I thought was, uh, which I thought was pretty funny. Well, and keeping—I mean, this is going to sound silly to some, but he served his two-year LDS mission in France, so he's—he probably has a lot of. Oh, is that? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. See, there we go. This is why you. This is why you listen to. That's why you listen to the morning stream. The deep. Yeah. Mitt Romney lore. Yeah, we figured out the French connection. Yeah, there's the yes! French connection. <laughs> He's sp- Who says you don't contribute to this segment, right? <laughs> I just save it up for these beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, like he knows, like he's fluent in the language. It's all from that. So he's he's and he's probably got fond feelings about it. So I'm I am sure it sounds like the most missionary ass thing to do is that later in life you're like Peter Delecto. Yeah, dude. Or Pierre Delecto, whatever the Pierre Pierre Delecto. Yeah. Oh, so that's like, is that viewed as like kind of cornball? That like, oh yeah, well, we get it. You spent some time in Ecuador, very and now cornball. you're just gonna cook this one Ecuador thing forever. Yes, very cornball on a local level. Like, if, you know, people. Uh, my brother Matt went to Korea, and he, yeah, he just is like so proud of the fact that his English still sucks, and he's so fluent in Korean. Like it's just a, it's a weird little yeah. thing. I can't, I probably can't explain why in, in enough. We don't have enough time for it, but it's this odd little thing, little side effect. If you go to a foreign country and learn a new language to do it, and he just sounds like that. That cornball side of him is the same side of him that loves Twinkies and is really glad they made a cake made out of them. Like it's just, yeah. He is the poster child of that stuff. Part of that I find kind of endearing because I I know the type and I it's a there's a weird sweetness to it, but it's a it's an odd mix with national international politics. It's always been just a weird combo, and I and I oh sure trying to reconcile those two things has always been a little bit of a challenge. But yeah, I am sure that's why he's Pierre Delecto, hundred percent. And his and his response with that. French response is so like a thing you would yeah. do because you're just like, yeah, back in 69 when I was there or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> I just totally see it. I can totally see it. That actually makes it. This went from kind of weird to totally adorable. <laughs> now I'm now I'm filing. I'm refiling this entire thing under a for adorable. Yeah, there you go. I like it. Uh, and, and a little bit of W for weird. Anyway, so there's that. Uh, you should probably, this would be a good week to tell us what you have going on this week. Because last week you just sort of left and we were sad. And we didn't know where to go to find you. So can you tell us where I mean, we can find you? the same stuff every week. Like, yeah, really, come on. I know, we I mean, spent an entire week looking I mean, online haven't... for you and not being able to <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like as if I don't do enough stuff. Jesus Christ. Uh, How is that spelled? Young? Yeah, yeah Robert, exactly. Uh, Robert Young? So, um, 
yeah, uh, uh, we got uh, good PX3s this week. I actually have uh, uh, the PX3 that I'm putting out today. I think is really good. It includes an interview with a uh, a scholar in political psychology. And there is a moment about five minutes into this interview where I think we might have cracked our modern uh our, our modern political landscape Whoa. and why it is so fractious. Wow. Uh, just between, like, we, we kind of put the pieces together by accident, but it was one of those things that I was just so, I'm so happy we're doing the interview and I'm so pumped to release it today because I, I think it it is pretty instructive of what happens when the natural, well-worn uh, through lines of political speech and why political speech is what it is matches up with the very close, intense communities of social media. Wow. That sounds like a must listen. All right. I'll check that yeah. out. So go ahead and check that out. Yeah. Download uh, or just subscribe to the Politics, Politics, Politics podcast, uh, PX3 for short, anywhere that you download podcasts. You, you're the only guest we have that has this outro. So here you go. The jury will now retire. Have a fantastic day. Be good. Bye, See boys. Bye. Bye. All right, let me kill my camera here. Well, it's the only one it would work for because, I mean, you know, Wendy, the jury, would right? know. It, it wouldn't, wouldn't work. make sense. No, it'd be yeah, a waste I mean, of everybody's time. Yeah. Come on. People wouldn't get it. Yeah. What would be the point? Right. All right. Well, we've done it again, Brian. We've made a show full of content and love and, and yeah, we've, uh, phylactery. We've grown a little. We've learned a little. We've laughed a little. Yep. These are all true. And there's a cool red on-air light on top of that briefcase. <laughs> if that's not in the title or something, we're doing it wrong. So it should be. This would be the. This would be the day that we use it for every title. Like every every <laughs> everything in the read is. Did you notice the red light on the briefcase? <laughs> there's a red light on that briefcase. Check out the on-air light on that briefcase. <laughs> we should do it. We could do it every other one and still have just as many people's things. Plus that. This is true. Yeah, we could. Totally. All right, we're doing it. We're doing it. Uh, I'm, ha I'm happy to take the bullet on that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get out of here. A reminder, uh, you need to head on over to patreon.com slash TMS and throw us your love. If you do love us, uh, we need your support. So please do that. Patreon.com slash TMS. Also, if you're in Italy, say hi to Dave. Uh, I have all the stuff I have to get done. I have to wait for Dave to get home from his He's trip in to Italy. Italy. What's he doing in Italy? His wife, who works for Farm Aid, I guess they gave oh. her a free trip anywhere she wanted to go. So they, they picked Italy. That's pretty cool. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Got to work for Farmade. You got to get some of that Willie Nelson business. Some, exactly. Like, I wonder what the, what does that have to do with Farmade, right? I'm yeah. sure John Mellencamp is saying, oh, let's send them all to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> was that your Mellencamp impression? That was my Mellencamp. He's, yeah, he's not a, he's not a, he's not a lot of, it's not a crowd favorite, Mellencamp. No, only with Jack and Diane. They like it. <laughs> That's right. Um. So, anyways, uh, if you live in Italy, I guess wave to the weird guy in the glasses. All right. Um. Oh, and frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else. Brian, we should probably play a song. You have one. Let's play it. I have a song for you. Mm. Um. This one came in from. Uh, oh, who did it come in from? Because this was a different view from here. Why didn't I have this in front of me? Because uh, I have the month view, and I this is a non-month view. Gotcha. Uh, Ryan from Michigan says, play this whenever. I love punk covers. Uh, well, okay. So this is really cool. This is a comedian who, uh, by the name of Jonah Ray, and you've seen him on um, uh, the Nerdist podcast. He was on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, he put out an album, or actually an EP, where he 
kind of covers Weird Al Yankovic songs. Mm -hmm. These aren't true covers because he does change up the lyrics a little bit. And of course, Weird Al Yankovic songs are parodies anyway. Um, But this is really cool. It is Welcome to Amish Paradise by Jonah Ray from the brand new album or the brand new EP, You Can't Call Me Al. of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Thank you, operator.